This is your radio station, Lake of the Ozarks, 89.3 KEYK, Osage Beach, Missouri, The Key. I'm Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Tuesday, July 26th. Three people were injured yesterday in a crash on Highway 50. Highway Patrol says 23-year-old Tyler Woods was driving when his vehicle crossed the center lane and collided head-on with another vehicle, driven by 60-year-old Anna Buchanan. Buchanan and Woods both sustained moderate injuries. 22-year-old Philip Bear sustained serious injuries. All were transported to Bothwell Hospital. A powerboat flipped near the 20-mile marker of Lake of the Ozarks on the morning of Sunday, July 23rd, and incredibly, the boat's single occupant walked away nearly unhurt. The boat reportedly hit a wake and flipped, breaking in half and sinking into the lake. The driver said he was happy to have worn his automatically inflating life jacket. Election Day is a week away with ballots to be cast on Tuesday, August 2nd. Information about polling locations can be found on local county clerks' websites and voter registration can be checked at the Missouri Secretary of State. Candidate Q&As will be posted later this week on LakeExpo.com. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at LakeExpo.com. Lake news events, boating, and the lake life, LakeExpo.com. Portions of the programming on Key Radio are made possible through a generous donation from LakeExpo.com. LakeExpo.com is a locally owned daily news website connecting residents, second homeowners, visitors, and the boating community to the Lake of the Ozarks. Lake Expo features real estate and boats for sale, upcoming events at the lake, and their exclusive boating club, X-Tow. Download the free Lake Expo app on the App Store and Google Play. LakeExpo.com, the lake's trusted news source. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Tuesday. Here we go. Time for football. The Chiefs opening training camp today in St. Joe's. This makes a dozen straight years. The Chiefs will open in St. Joe's and get things going. They'll have a three-game preseason schedule. First preseason game is August 13th. That's a Saturday in Chicago. Then the next Saturday, the 20th, at home against Washington. And the final preseason game will be Thursday, August 25th at home against the Packers. First game of the regular season is on September 11th on the road against the Cardinals, but it all starts today for the Chiefs in St. Joe. Cardinals had yesterday off. They're back at it in Toronto. A quick two-game series against the Blue Jays, and the Redbirds going to be a little shorthanded. They will not have All-Stars Goldschmidt and Arenado, as well as catcher Austin Romine for their uh, series there against Toronto due to Canada's COVID vaccine mandates. It is uh, not good for all the teams going in to play Toronto. As for the Royals, they opened a series against the Angels at home yesterday. Game two of that three-game series goes today. And NASCAR still clearing the air after Denny Hamlin was disqualified after winning the race at Pocono Sunday. Disqualified after the post-race inspection. 
KB is on TV. You gotta see him. He's greatness. It's what's burning with Kevin KB Burns. 7:02 a.m., 5:02 and 11:02 p.m. Lake TV bringing you five local lake area shows. It is absolute greatness. Lake TV offers you some amazing things on Facebook too. Over 40,000 Facebook followers. So be sure you're one of them. You can see Lake TV on Como Channel 90. Absolutely free on Roku. Just do a search for Lake TV and streaming live 24-7-365 at MyLakeTV.com. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Tuesday. Portions of our programming on Key Radio made possible thanks to Lake TV. Lake TV is your hometown local TV station featuring Cup of Coffee with Will and Chris, What's Burning with KB, live high school sports, real estate, dining, boating, and, of course, the annual Lake of the Ozarks shootout. Lake TV on Como Connect, Channel 90, Roku, YouTube, Facebook and Instagram, and, of course, online at MyLakeTV.com. If it's happening at the lake, it's happening on Lake TV. The artichoke heart is about peeling back the layers and getting to the heart of what really matters in life, parenting, faith, and wellness. You will find purposeful parenting topics, inspirational family stories, homeschool tips, book and game reviews, recipe and wellness posts, and so much more. Our three hosts are Ruth Harris, Maggie Butterfield, and Gretchen Peters. They can't wait to connect with you and share their hearts. Listen to The Artichoke Heart Wednesdays and Sundays at 6 a.m., 2 p.m., and 10 p.m. on Key Radio 89.3 FM. The goal of Key Radio is to offer the community an opportunity to share information and to express their ideas and opinions. Key Radio presents a platform for all types of information. We encourage interested content providers to create podcasts that explain the finer points of business, family issues, arts and entertainment, religion, government, and more. Key Radio is also looking for unique and one-of-a-kind podcasts as well. Key Radio is based on positive and productive podcasts that encourage and inspire our listeners to become engaged in their community. For more information on becoming a content provider, call 573-280-0532 or go to keygatheringplace.com slash keyradio. You're listening to 89.3, The Key.
Be a part of the solution. Join the lake's only community radio station, 89.3, The Key. 808, good morning. Hey, thanks for joining us. It is another beautiful day at the lake. And why do I say beautiful? Well, we're getting some rain this morning. And uh, again, some much-needed rain. And we do have the uh, possibility for more shower and some uh, thunderstorm activity in the forecast. And here's the kicker. So I'm watching the weather this morning. And they're talking about flash flooding north of us and east of us. And I guess in St. Louis, they're having a pretty good uh, flash flood emergency event. But then on top of it, I look at the forecast here this morning, and I see heat advisory. Well, we are headed for a high of around 93. Uh, Thunderstorms mainly this morning, then cloudy this afternoon, 72 with partly cloudy, a partly cloudy sky this evening. Again, thunderstorms becoming likely overnight. So we'll take all the rain we can get at this particular point. I think a lot of people are enjoying it. Uh, But obviously, the reason for the flash flooding is that the ground is so dry that the rain just cannot soak in fast enough. And it is building up. Uh, Nothing in the immediate area as far as any uh, streams, creeks, low water crossings. But uh, we do have thunderstorms in the forecast again. Mainly morning thunderstorms for tomorrow. A high of 92, a low 73. 85 and thunderstorms on Thursday with a low 67. Cloudy and 80 degrees on Friday with a low of 63. Saturday's high 81, some showers possible. Uh, a low of 65, then scattered showers and thunderstorms on Sunday with a high of 85, a low of 70. Mother Nature is basically just dangling that carrot in our faces and uh, playing with us a little bit because on Monday we're at 91, 95 on Tuesday, 97 on Wednesday as we get into the month of August, and uh, Thursday we're back to triple digits, and that's where it looks like it's going to be hovering in the um, upper 90s, uh, low 100s, if you will. Currently uh, 69 degrees as we're broadcasting live. From the world headquarters of SRG Financial Advisors, current lake level at 659.82, river level at 551.9, surface water temp 84 degrees. So it's gone down a couple since yesterday, but uh, still, you got to maybe dive down into the lake a little deeper if you really, really, really want to cool off when they tell you to go jump in the lake. And as I've always said here, that is not a bad thing. 810, and uh, we are glad to have this gentleman back with us. Of course, he's been busy running for circuit judge uh, here in Camden County. His name is Ryan Bridges, and uh, he's sitting in with us this morning for the first segment on The Daily Show. Ryan, how you doing? I'm very well. Thank you for having me. Absolutely, sir. So you have been out there knocking on doors and uh, yes. uh, running around to all the various uh, candidate forums and the like. Uh, at this point in, uh, in the election, what have you learned so far? Well, uh, I think what I have learned, I've... I've gotten a greater understanding of just how uh large this county is mm-hmm. uh we're actually uh from what i've heard the uh i think i looked it up is the second largest county by acreage mm-hmm. in this state of missouri and so and there's a lot of great and interesting places all around the county and i've gotten to be a you know, to go out and and drive roads i normally wouldn't be driving on uh got to uh, go down to uh, stoutland missouri and at their senior uh, senior center when they had a candidate forum and uh, got to you know drive down V Road and knock down some great doors down there. There's some great subdivisions in the along V Road that you wouldn't normally you know think of. Uh, when so he I, says knock down doors, he doesn't mean coming over and oh. kicking them in. <laughs> well, you know if they don't answer right away, <laughs> you really got to make sure you get them. Uh, no, uh, but it's been. I think that's been the the, the greatest part is uh, getting a better understanding of this community that I live in. You know, um, when you're growing up, you can only go so far. 
you can't ride your bike uh, <laughs> very far around the lake with all the hills. Uh, and when you're when you're growing and you're working, you don't always get to visit all the different areas of the county. And so this process, this process of running, has allowed me to uh, the reason and the better excuse to go and visit all these different places and, and meet more d- different people that right. have different experiences in the county. So what are you hearing from the residents of Camden County? What are they telling you when you say? I'm Ryan Bridges. I'm running for uh, you know circuit judge, and uh, so they've had an experience at some point, or maybe they have uh, some sort of perception of what it is that they think you should be doing. Well, the first thing they ask me is what is what does that mean? What what judge? And so what I tell them is I'm running for associate circuit. I'm judge. sorry, associate circuit. Yeah. And uh, associate circuit judges, uh, you know, there's a difference between associate and circuit, and most people when they're just living their lives and they haven't gotten in trouble, haven't had cases or anything like that, they don't they don't know the difference. And associate circuit judges handle all the misdemeanors. Um, they also handle all the civil cases under $25,000, which in Camden County is the vast majority of, of cases. But then they has to handle all the probate, all the divorces and paternity actions, small right. claims, adult protection dockets, child protection dockets. It's once I start going in to what an associate judge handles, then they start to understand what that does, and then they have more questions about my philosophy and how that would work. And so um, most of the people, they they just want to know less about, you know, like, are you going to do this on a particular case? They want to mm-hmm. know about me. And so it gives me an opportunity to sort of share more about uh, who I am and uh, how, you know, that I've, I've lived here my entire life and that, you know, what I do in the community and that type of stuff. Well, let's talk a little bit about you since you brought it up. Uh, I know you're involved in a number of organizations uh, around the lake, and as a uh, candidate running for associate circuit judge, I would imagine that is probably uh, something that uh, they encourage you to do so you can get out and not just help the community but but meet the people. Well, yeah, it's almost uh, anybody that's watching cable news right now uh, or cable TV at all is getting uh, political ads every five seconds, and uh, Every single political ad is says the same thing. Every single politician now talks about how they want transparency in mm-hmm. government, and it's almost become a cliche. And I really don't think, but I think you you can't really have true transparency in government unless you're actually accessible to the people that you represent. And that's been one of my messages when I'm campaigning: is I have been part of this community and accessible through my work in uh, uh, Rotary. I've been a Rotarian for over ten years, um, and. You know the Rotary, the Rotary group that we're in. We help support over 40 different local charities. I'm a member of the Lake Area Chambers of Commerce. I've been a, rep- a member of the Camden County Republican Club for quite a while, and so I've already been a part of this community and, and demonstrated that I'm dedicated to the community, and uh, I'm committed uh, as the next judge, if if I'm elected, uh, to continue to have that accessibility so that if people do have questions about the judicial system in general or specific or just questions in general that I'd be available to answer those. Now, as a sitting judge, there is a lot of things that I would not be able to talk talk about. Like somebody asked me about a particular case, then you obviously you can't talk about that. Right. But I want the I want the people to have the ability uh, to have access to me so that they at least have the ability to ask the questions. I wonder, um, what are some of the things, if elected as associate circuit judge, that uh, you would want to uh, see happen? Do you think there's uh, a need for change? Do you think that uh, things are uh, pretty much running smoothly? What are uh, some things that you've looked at and uh, you step back and say, well, this is uh, my approach? Well, my general approach is to um, work over the long term 
to decrease the amount of time it mm-hmm. takes to get a case from start to finish. Right. Um, every single per- time a person is either um, instigating a lawsuit in which they're suing somebody for money that they believe they're owed, or they're defending themselves against a lawsuit in which they don't believe they're owed money, it still costs money. Mm-hmm. You have to hire an attorney, or if you don't hire an attorney, you have to take off work to go to court and defend yourself or to try the case. Um, the longer a case goes, the more financial burden it is on everybody involved. The more the case goes, the more mental strain it causes on everybody involved. And so what if I can get in there and fo- provide the focus of the court to decreasing the amount of time each case takes, that would be a benefit to the community. And that's what I want. That's the main purpose of when I get in there, what I want to do. Um, other things that I would that I would institute change, I would have to find out once I'm in there to really provide an intelligent answer. I mean, mm-hmm. we can say all these things, you know, ideas, but until you actually get into the office, you can't really have concrete ideas about what you can and cannot accomplish. I, I do want to increase the accessibility of the courthouse and the courtroom to to people so that they can have those outlets. Um, but uh, to the actual mechanism of doing that, I won't be able to fully commit to until I'm actually in the office. Do you feel there's a good need, obviously, to talk to victims to kind of get an idea of where they stand on things? But uh, what about the offenders? What about the people that are arrested, incarcerated? Uh, do you talk to them about the process at all? And, uh, and, 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 and I mean, you know, the scales of justice are supposed to be right, uh, right there. And so how do you approach uh, both sides? Well, um, as a judge... Um, you would not speak to either party. Right. Um, well, I, and I don't mean in a specific case, but, sure. you know, if you've ever had a chance to run up against somebody and they said, well, this happened or that mm-hmm. happened, and, and they don't get into specifics about the case itself. Well, uh, each each case is its own its own animal, right. as it were. And so with, with specific questions, um, if they're asking, they're talking about a, a, a procedural issue on how, how this occurred, then I could talk to them and, you know, see what their concerns are and try to understand whether there's a way to make that better. A lot of times, people's um, complaints about the system is actually a consequence of something outside the judge's control. Right. And so there's a lot of times where people feel that the judge has uh, more power than they actually do. One um, example of that is a lot of people complain about um, bonds, uh, people being set bonds that are uh, either too low or uh, just getting released on no bond mm-hmm. and the consequence of that is a result of the actual the Missouri Constitution the Missouri Constitution sets directly that every individual is going to get set a bond unless they're charged with uh, capital offenses which is you know first-degree murder mm-hmm. um, it also says that that bond has to be reasonable now later in the Constitution it provides a set of bases for not setting bonds and non-capital offenses but if you actually want to have uh, a, the judge to have the power to not set bonds in a, in a larger amount of cases, the true answer isn't to elect a different judge. The true answer is to talk to your state legislature, your state representatives and state senate. And so I run into that a lot mm. on the campaign trail, is directing people to the uh, the correct avenue to achieve their goals uh, so that they're not continuing to ask questions uh, of the wrong people. Right. Is there a, and, and you know, I've heard people say that the Constitution uh, should be looked at as a living document, but uh, aside from that, as a, as a judge, 
is there continued education? Is there a need for continued education? Do you, I would imagine you have to stay up on any uh, new legislation that is passed or anything that would affect people uh, if they were to come into your courtroom if you were elected uh, associate circuit judge. But how do you look at the education process? Do you ever stop learning? No. It's called the practice of law for a reason. And as being a member of the Missouri Bar Association, you are required to uh, to do continuing education uh, every year. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have, uh, you have to hit certain markers of different types of cases. And that, that holds true uh, with uh, judges as well. As they, they, every single year you take uh, additional uh, um, CLE courses, right. the continuing legal education mm-hmm. courses. And the best one that I, that I take every year, or at least I attempt to, is uh, statutory updates and, and law updates. And so basically for that year, a person will put together a large presentation of every single new law, every single new case that's dropped in the last year, and the cases that are getting ready to drop from the appellate court and the Supreme Court so that you get an understanding of where the law is going and how the courts have interpreted that law. Now, as an associate judge, we're bound to follow the precedent set by the Missouri Supreme Court Mm -hmm. and the appellate courts. And so it's really important to take those continuing education courses so that you're up to date on what the newest cases are saying. Right. So maybe I should have asked this question a little bit earlier in the interview, but what possessed you to want to run for associate circuit judge? Well, like I, I've lived in Camden County my entire life. I've uh, I've been a member of this community for for a long time. I'm dedicated to serving the community, and um, in my legal career, I've been an attorney for 15 years, and I've handled a wide variety of cases. But I've also continued to try to be part of these organizations that I talked about that get that uh, give back to the community. And I really do think that um, using the legal education that I've uh, had over the last 15 years and applying that as the associate judge would be a really good way for me to continue to give back to the community that I live in. Um, Secondly, in Camden County, um, over the last few years, there have been a lot of uh, instances where there are vacancies in in judicial, uh, in in the judiciary Mm -hmm. Um, due to retirements. uh, There's a new new position created and other times where people are moving up from one one spot to another. Whenever there is an appointment, Whenever there is a vacancy, the governor then appoints a person to fill in that vacancy. And, but because there's been quite a lot of that recently, we have a situation where there's been a lot of different individuals who are filling spots who haven't been elected by the people. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I want to try to solve that issue by getting elected by the people to serve as the associate judge. But then after that, I will not move up or take any other position. If I'm elected associate circuit judge, it'll be the last job I have until the people tell me to go. Mm-hmm. And so by doing that, by having that set, that, that, that spot set, um, it'll prevent, I think, more instances of appointments and non-elected individuals serving in the position until, um, you know, the next election. How does Ryan Bridges prioritize his life? What are things that are important to you? How do you look at, uh, you know, you've got kids, you're married. Uh, Obviously, as a judge, you would more than likely find yourself a little busier than usual. But talk about the priorities in your life, because as is the case with any job, I think you have to have that downtime in order to be able to step away from things. And maybe, as as, as I like to say anyway, this is a term I use, get your marbles back in the bag. 
Well, usually to, to get the marbles back in the bag is usually uh, Sunday afternoons. Uh, my my mother-in-law moved uh, down here to the lake about uh, four or five years ago, and she bought a condo, and luckily enough, that condo has a boat slip. Mm-hmm. And so we were finally able to get a boat and get on the water. And so on Sunday afternoons, we get the family together, and we always go out on the water. We either cove out or go visit one of the local uh, restaurants on the water. And that's always a good way. Anytime you get on the lake, mm-hmm. that's going to get you right pretty quick. Um, my priorities are to my two children. Um, I always, you know, people always talk about, you know, um, you put God first and family second. Um, but I think, you know, once you're, when you're married, you know, a marriage is a covenant between man, woman, and God. And so you take an oath to God that you're going to put them first. Mm-hmm. And so I always put my family uh, as first. And we've organized our time during this election that it has not had any negative effect on my, my two kids. Still managed to take my daughter to karate every uh, every Tuesday and Thursday. My son's trying golf out this uh, the, this year, and that's going to finish up tomorrow. And then next week, he starts uh, conditioning for football. So we're still maintaining all of the things and not having to sacrifice that while you know I'm out trying to uh, get elected. And uh, when I become when I become judge, if I'm lucky enough to become judge, right? Uh, my wife is also a, a business owner at the lake. You know, uh, we. Uh, she's a partner at a, at a CPA firm, actually, across the street from here. And, uh, and you know, we've always been juggling two busy schedules. And uh, I, I don't foresee being an associate judge as being dramatically different in continuing to juggle those schedules. Mm-hmm. It is uh, 825. We're talking for uh, uh, the next uh, several minutes with uh, candidate for associate circuit judge Ryan Bridges. What's something, uh, or maybe some things, we don't know about you? You know, uh, some things that uh, uh, you do on the side, some hobbies, whatever, uh, some things you're involved in, some things you just enjoy doing because it's a good way to relieve the stress. Well, right now, the only stress relief I have is the boat, like we talked about. You know, everything else is too busy to do more stuff. Right. When I was younger, in high school, I I was... uh, uh, school the Osage and graduated in 99 uh, but I was I was a tennis player growing up and I traveled all over uh, the Midwest playing tennis tournaments wow. and uh, actually one, one funny story uh, so in my my senior year after we had gotten done with uh, tennis season we got a letter in, uh, inviting me and my, my friend um, to a tournament in Jekyll Island Georgia and uh, they were putting they were starting up a uh, um, an all-american you know, designation for tennis for high school mm-hmm. American, and they had, they said they had invited oh 256 you know kids to come down to Jekyll Island Georgia and play a tournament. If you got in the top 16, you'd get a big trophy and you'd be recognized as a high school American for tennis. And so we're like Jekyll Island Georgia, sign us up. And so after we had graduated, we drove all the way from Missouri to uh, Georgia and showed up and. Uh, out of the 256 people that uh, showed up, uh, that only 256 people that were invited, only 27 showed up, and so, <laughs> so I got third in the tournament. But uh, we're now my friend and I are both uh, high school Americans in tennis, technically. <laughs> hey man, <laughs> I'll take the technical. I got the good trophy. I was going to say, <laughs> it, 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 you know, don't if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? right. Uh, what about uh, I guess just some people that. As far as your legal background that you've looked up to over the years, uh, I don't know if it's uh, family members or friends or anyone in particular, uh, if you do a little name dropping that we might know. <laughs> well, my father was an attorney uh, down here at the lake for many years. He, uh, My dad was uh, born in Fulton, uh, 
met my mom in Jeff City, and then they uh, they married and mo- moved down here. And so I really did look up to him, obviously, as my dad. Um, another attorney that, as from a judicial standpoint, that I would like to run my courtroom similar to is uh, a Judge uh, Bruce Collier. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's retired. Now, the one thing I will caveat, the people that are in his courtroom are, you might get a little scared of me now, but... Uh, um, because he tended to yell at people. I'm not going to be yelling at people. I wouldn't take that, but I really, I really did appreciate his uh, brutal adherence to the law and to if it was and the and to the rules of civil procedure. And so, having that strict adherence to that is what I would want to emulate out of his courtroom. So you've heard this a lot, probably in the last oh, ever since you started running for associate circuit judge. We'll give you a, a minute or so to kind of get everybody uh, rallied around and uh, and uh, tell them why a week from t- a week from today Ryan it's one week yeah uh, why is a vote for Ryan Bridges a uh, a good vote well, I think Camden County deserves an associate judge who is dedicated um, to the community and dedicated to be there for the long term mm-hmm. uh, and I've shown over the course of my lifetime that I am dedicated to this uh, this county and uh, and like I've said, I, if I am elected, I will never hold another position. I'm dedicated for the long term so that um, we can fix the problems of these caseloads. It doesn't take a year or two years. It takes a, a long time to work down caseloads so that they're manageable and it benefits the county. And I'm determined to be there for the long term. And I think Camden County deserves that. And that's why I I, this is Ryan Bridges. I would appreciate your vote August 2nd, one week from today. Yeah. So you got a week left. Um, what do you plan on doing uh, during that week? I, I know you've got another candidate forum tonight. Correct. And, uh, you know, what is it going to be like as uh, you get down to the wire? Well, it's going to be a lot more knocking doors. There's a few uh, community events happening, as is every day at the lake. The community is always supporting other charities, other events, and there's always things going on. So I will be out knocking doors, attending events, shaking as many hands, talking to as many people as I can in the run-up to August 2nd. Well, I appreciate your time here this morning, and uh, good luck to you on August the 2nd, Ryan. Once again, thank you for having me. Absolutely. We need to step aside. We have a uh, an information break for you at the bottom of the hour. We'll also have a special guest coming up in the 9 o'clock hour, as I said uh, when I put it on social media, a voice that uh, maybe you've heard a few times. So tell your friends, tell your neighbors uh, to make sure and join us. We'll talk a little bit uh, at about 8.40 up to the top of the hour about some things going on uh, probably in the area and around the state. And right now, Stacy Johnson is standing by with a check of local news from LakeExpo.com. Chris Schneider has a look at sports. Of course, Uncle Chris with Lake TV. And uh, we'll be in the studio tomorrow. We will uh, be uh, shooting uh, some of the in-studio segments for a brand-new edition of What's Burning coming up with me back in the driver's seat this Thursday. Right now, let's take uh, a moment to get you all caught up. 69, make it 70 degrees in Osage Beach. Still experiencing some rain. And you are listening to The Daily Show on Key Radio. I'm Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Tuesday, July 26th. Three people were injured yesterday in a crash on Highway 50. Highway Patrol says 23-year-old Tyler Woods was driving when his vehicle crossed the center lane and collided head-on with another vehicle, driven by 60-year-old Anna Buchanan. Buchanan and Woods both sustained moderate injuries. 22-year-old Philip Bear sustained serious injuries. All were transported to Bothwell Hospital.
A powerboat flipped near the 20-mile marker of Lake of the Ozarks on the morning of Sunday, July 23rd, and incredibly, the boat's single occupant walked away nearly unhurt. The boat reportedly hit a wake and flipped, breaking in half and sinking into the lake. The driver said he was happy to have worn his automatically inflating life jacket. Election Day is a week away with ballots to be cast on Tuesday, August 2nd. Information about polling locations can be found on local county clerks' websites and voter registration can be checked at the Missouri Secretary of State. Candidate Q&As will be posted later this week on LakeExpo.com. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at LakeExpo.com. Lake news events, boating, and the lake life, LakeExpo.com. Join 89.3 The Key for the BS Nation, featuring Matt Burns and Ike Skelton. Bring in people who are influential in the community and focus mostly on state or local, and that's really what that's what we wanted to do. Ike and Matt will address local and state issues and how they affect the lake area. It's up to the listener to take it in how they want to take it in. It's the BS Nation, Mondays and Saturdays at 10 a.m., 6 p.m., and 2 a.m. on 89.3 The Key. Radio Lake TV sports update for this Tuesday. Here we go. Time for football. The Chiefs opening training camp today in St. Joe's. This makes a dozen straight years. The Chiefs will open in St. Joe's and get things going. They'll have a three-game preseason schedule. First preseason game is August 13th. That's a Saturday in Chicago. Then the next Saturday, the 20th, at home against Washington. And the final preseason game will be Thursday, August 25th at home against the Packers. First game of the regular season is on September 11th on the road against the Cardinals, but it all starts today for the Chiefs in St. Joe. Cardinals had yesterday off. They're back at it in Toronto, a quick two-game series against the Blue Jays, and the Redbirds going to be a little shorthanded. They will not have All-Stars Goldschmidt and Arenado, as well as catcher Austin Remind for their uh, series there against Toronto due to Canada's COVID vaccine mandates. It is uh, not good for all the teams going in to play Toronto. As for the Royals, they opened a series against the Angels at home yesterday. Game two of that three-game series goes today. And NASCAR still clearing the air after Denny Hamlin was disqualified after winning the race at Pocono Sunday. Disqualified after the post-race inspection. KB is on TV. You got to see him. He's greatness. It's what's burning with Kevin KB Burns. 7:02 a.m., 5:02 and 11:02 p.m. Lake TV bringing you five local lake area shows. It is absolute greatness. Lake TV offers you some amazing things on Facebook too. Over 40,000 Facebook followers. So be sure you're one of them. You can see Lake TV on Como Channel 90. Absolutely free on Roku. Just do a search for Lake TV. And streaming live 24-7-365 at MyLakeTV.com. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Tuesday. Join 89.3 The Key for the True History Professor program featuring Professor Jim Paisley. The national media now is kind of taking advantage of people. They hit you with a, you know, a big headline, and then they don't give you any information behind it. There's no context to it. Problem. And so what I'm going to try and do 
uh, you know, on a weekly basis with the show is to try and share with you what what were the events, what are the things behind the scenes here, what what led to this. Professor Paisley takes a look back at history and how it relates to present day events. But we take it on face value without having any knowledge of why. It, well, it's because the news told us. Join Professor Jim Paisley Thursdays and Saturdays at 6 a.m., 2 p.m., and 10 p.m. for the True History Professor Program on 89.3 The Key. I'm Bill Munhausen for Orion Center. Why are there so many different interpretations of scripture and theology? The Apostle Paul wrote to the early church in Philippians 2.2 saying, Make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other and working together with one mind and purpose. Nevertheless, Christians disagree over basic Bible teachings about creation, the nature of God, and prophecies regarding the last days. I just read one scholar's opinion blaming our disagreements on lack of true faith, poor teaching in the church, and corruption by the world. Basically, negative things. Let me instead offer a positive reason. Christians think for themselves about their faith. We are called to study the word and ponder what it means, and that leads to subtle disagreement. Nevertheless, we agree in our commitment to Jesus Christ. The many interpretations of scripture divides the church at a time when we need unity more than ever. Thankfully, you can fix this. Set aside your theories and favorite teachers and read the Bible for clarity. Key Radio wants to help our community by offering a platform for all groups and organizations to share their message. If you have a pre-recorded public service announcement talking about who you are and what you do, email it to kbsfree65 at gmail.com. Rotary clubs, veterans groups, animal shelters, fundraising organizations, and more are all welcome to send us their pre-recorded message. Key Radio reserves the right to deny or accept any PSAs received. It's your daily dose of news, sports, weather, and more with KB on The Daily Show. Weekdays starting at 8 a.m., heard again at 4 p.m., and again at midnight on 89.3 The Key. I guess, uh, well, I've been called a self-promoter, so I guess I was promoting myself there in that liner. Getting us back into this uh, first hour at 8.38, 74 degrees now, and uh, still some rain moving through the region. Sorry to hear that uh, Paul Servino has passed away. Of course, uh, he was on uh, Law & Order. I know he's been in a lot of different movies, uh, certainly Goodfellows being one of those. And uh, Paul Servino, it, it just seems like uh, we've talked about a lot of different uh, people in Hollywood passing away here as of late, but uh, just part of life. Uh, so we send our thoughts and prayers and condolences out to the Servino family. 8.38, we've got a lot of stuff going on here, and uh, we'll get to that momentarily. First, I want to touch on the weather forecast and let you know. I, I can't believe I was reading uh, a story that uh, apparently in St. Louis, they are just getting hammered by rain. Somewhere in the neighborhood of 10 inches of rain has fallen in St. Louis, and it has caused them to uh, issue a flash flood emergency. And again, with the way things have been around here, obviously, the ground is uh, nice and tight. We haven't had a whole lot of rain, so uh, for it to be able to absorb into the ground is not something that uh, is going to be very easy at this particular point. A slow, steady rain would be nice. I mean, first you hit us upside the head with the heat and humidity, and then when it does rain, 
Uh, it rains buckets for the folks to the north of us as well as uh, folks east of us. And uh, taking a look at the rain, most of the heavy stuff has moved out of our state, pushing off to the east in portions of Illinois and breaking down as it goes. We do see a little bit of activity off to the uh, southeast of the Tri-County region. A little bit of uh, activity that is trying to hold together that has moved through St. Joseph, Missouri. But uh, all in all, we talk about these uh, calm, cool temperatures that we had this morning. That is uh, certainly going to be a thing of the past. We do have a heat advisory for later this morning and throughout the rest of the course of the day. 93 today with thunderstorms in the morning hours and then partly cloudy uh, this afternoon, partly cloudy this evening. Uh, and then thunderstorms developing late with a low of 71. So we are anticipating some more rain. Uh, that rain chance for tonight uh, looks pretty good. Uh, tonight, uh, late tonight and overnight at about a 75% chance. But certainly that doesn't always mean anything. Morning showers and thunderstorms and 92 for the high tomorrow, a low of 73. Then we'll uh, get into about a four or five day pattern of some uh, decent uh, temperatures. If you want to consider 85 degrees on Thursday as a decent temperature, we do have thunderstorms in the forecast for Thursday as well. Clouds in 80 on Friday, showers and uh, 80 for the high on Saturday. And then we round out the month of July with scattered thunderstorms possible on Sunday and a high of 85. We'll get back. Uh, oh, we have one more relatively decent day temperature-wise on August the 1st, Monday, looking for a high of 90. Then on Election Day, no reason for you not to get out and vote. Sunshine and a high of 95. Uh, 97 on Wednesday of next week. And then we'll get into the upper 90s and triple digits once again. Looks like uh, the lake level at 659.82 at Bagnell Dam. River level at uh, 551.9. Surface water temp at 84 degrees. 573-633-5395 is the number to call if you'd like to uh, participate in the program, if you've got something on your mind. if uh, let, me, let me ask you this. Is there uh, a topic you'd like us to tackle? Is there a guest that you would like us to have here? on uh, on key radio i know uh, a lot of times people always hit me up on social media or if they see me out in public they'll say you know you need to interview this person or you need to talk to that person and i'm always happy to do it but uh you know there are times when i don't think of everything so if you have uh, something on your mind you'd like to uh, see us get involved with here on key radio certainly feel free to give me a call you can go to my facebook page as well uh and don't forget uh key radio uh, which is put on by the Orion Center. We've got a Facebook page for Key Radio as well. I want to thank all of you for taking the time to join us and let you know, coming up in the 9 o'clock hour, a voice that you've heard, as I said, a few times on the radio. Uh, that person will be joining me at about 9.10. We're going to uh, maybe touch on the uh, national scene, what's going on on the national level. Are you about tired of uh, all the stuff with the January 6th hearings is it about time to put this thing to bed and uh, move on? Uh, is the left, the Democrats, are they going to continue to roll out more and more uh, people that they think are really going to spark some curiosity from the uh, American people as to what went down on January 6th of 2021? Or are you sick of it? Have you had enough, uh, you know, dragging things into prime time? How many of you, when you get home from work, uh, or maybe you've been listening to uh, the radio, talk radio at some point. 
you want to go home, you want to spend time with your family, and, and do you really worry about uh, watching uh, the hearings in prime time? Do you feel as though it is necessary to get all of the information to make a, you know, an educated uh, decision as to how you feel about the whole thing? I really don't know, but uh, they are certainly and, – and, and, folks, this is costing us money. I, I don't know if you realize this or not. These hearings aren't put on for free. Uh, they do cost the taxpayers money. And is it uh, a point where somebody steps in and says, hey, listen, let's get this thing all wrapped up. Get to the uh, meet of the act, whatever you need to do, whoever you need to talk to, whoever you want to uh, uh, drag in front of uh, the committee. Let's get it done and get it over with and move on. Uh, do you feel that there is a need for more uh, people to testify? Do you think we've uh, pretty much uh, explained everything that happened? Uh, are there new revelations? Uh, I really don't know. A couple of things going on that are uh, going to be coming up here in the area very, very soon. Vicki Hartzler will be here tomorrow. She is obviously running for the U.S. Senate seat that will be vacated by Roy Blunt. She will be in the Orshaland parking lot in Camdenton on Highway 54 tomorrow at 10 a.m. Uh, also, Eric Schmidt making another run through the lake area. He'll be here tomorrow from uh, noon until 1 at Ozark Distillery and Brewery, and uh, they are located on uh, Highway KK and Osage Beach. Something else that I think we can all sit down and talk about, and that's lowering health care costs. And there'll be a Camden County Town Hall coming up this Thursday from 9 until 11 at Taka Hills Restaurant on Highway 54 in Lynn Creek. A number of speakers, including Jenny Powell, Neil Head, Laura Martin, um, they'll have about four guest speakers and give you an opportunity to explore your options. And isn't that what it's really all about, exploring the options? So now, um, you know, we've beaten COVID to death. We certainly have. Uh, what about this situation surrounding monkeypox? Has this been something that's been on your mind? Have you... Looked into it. Have you decided whether or not uh, monkeypox is another reason for us to go into pandemic mode? Because it sounds to me certainly like the media is really drumming this up. And there have been cases of monkeypox. Uh, apparently, they say it's more prevalent among gay men, uh, but heterosexual individuals, uh, I believe, are getting it too. It doesn't sound as though it's as life-threatening as they want to make it out to be. I do believe some people have lost their lives over monkeypox. That's very unfortunate, certainly. But to what degree do we start now focusing on monkeypox? And if we do, is it something that um, really needs to be addressed similar to the way we have addressed COVID? Do you think it'll get that serious? Do you think maybe not so much? Do you think there is a definite need to at least be wary of it, uh, aware of what's going on, taking the preventative measures necessary to uh, to keep yourself free from monkeypox? Again, that's one of the interesting things about uh, what we do here. I would say also that um, we have uh, plenty of opportunities to utilize anything that is out there as far as ways to get people to comply. And whether you think so or not, 
I would say that uh, a large part of the COVID pandemic, or as some people call it, the plandemic, is to see how far people are willing to go with what they're being told. You understand what I mean? It is a situation where obviously there is um, concerns for people's health. There is uh, a concern for how we handle this, how we treat it. Um, But as is the case, you know, we've blown it all up. And and, and will we get another uh, or will we have another opportunity to address this from the pandemic standpoint? And if you think so, well, that's uh, maybe a good thing, uh, maybe a bad thing. I I just don't know. And and, and like a lot of things, do we take it seriously? Do we look at this and uh, say, oh, no, here we go again, another opportunity for us to uh, focus on businesses, focus on individuals, what do you think is, is, is the best course of action? Do you think we'll have another epidemic, pandemic, plandemic? Give me a call this morning, 573-633-5395. I was looking at a story here, and this is uh, something that they put out there. Is a Missouri delegation makes the case for ARPA-H headquarters to be located in Missouri. Letter to the... Uh, HHS highlights Missouri's world-class universities, cutting-edge innovation districts, and unique research centers. This week, the entire Missouri congressional delegation led by U.S. Senator Roy Blunt, the top Republican on the Senate Appropriations Subcommittee on Labor, Health, and Human Services, Education, and Related Agencies, and signed by Josh Hawley and U.S. Representatives Emanuel Cleaver, uh, Blaine Lutkebeyer, Billy Long, Ann Wagner, Jason Smith, Sam Graves, Vicki Hartzler, and Corey Bush sent a letter to the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, the uh, secretary there, and uh, they said that um, uh, they are urging the department to select Missouri for the new Advanced Research Projects Agency for Health, ARPA-H headquarters, ARPA-H will utilize public-private partnerships to dramatically accelerate the development and approval of new treatments and technologies and to respond to the most daunting health problems Americans face today. Sounds to me like they're creating a uh, another bureaucracy, maybe? Another uh, member of the alphabet soup? Caller, good morning. You're on The Daily Show. What's up? <clears throat> good to hear you over at this station from the other one, which will go unnamed. Um, I think this pandemic stuff is just simply to control the elections and fraudulent voting, and they're looking at the next one in November, and they know in this one they're going to get whacked. And uh, they're going to try to figure out how to step these ballot boxes that worked before, and so why not do it again? And uh, I think we've got problems when the First Amendment is destroyed, even on radio stations locally. That's an effort to control everything, and that's just Marxism. And I think we've got a lot of that going on nationwide. You look at mainstream media, even our local media. Like I said, a station with the go unnamed did just that. They kind of had a little midnight 
massacre, and they wanted to get control away from, you know, uh, conservatives, which is what the lake predominantly is, is conservatives and mm. left-wing media, and here they come again. They're going to try to control everything. Well, you know, um, I can't speak to the other radio station because uh, I, I did work there at one point, but I don't work there any longer. And so maybe, um, you know, it's a, it's a case of, I don't necessarily want to say avoiding talking about the issues that people need to know about, but uh, maybe they uh, would prefer to go a different direction. And so for some people, that's good. For some people, maybe not so much. But I think it's important to make sure that people realize and understand what's going on in this country, uh, regardless of your political affiliation. I think everyone should take some time to examine both sides of the argument. That way, you have uh, a good working knowledge when it's time for you to sit down and, and do what you decide to do. I mean, that's that's kind of the thing. We, we, we look at this from the perspective of... Um, you know, we're all in this together, and uh, sure, that's true in some cases, but then we as individuals have to be able to have the knowledge necessary uh, to make the decisions that we feel uh, are, uh, are are good decisions, are the right decisions for not only ourselves, but for our family as well, and we should be allowed to do that. I, I think that there's no doubt about that, that we, the people, should be allowed to make the decisions that we feel are best, and that with a government that wants to continuously control us and find new and exciting ways to uh, invade our lives, uh, we're just letting them uh, run away with it at this point and really not doing much. And when we do things, when we stand up, well, then uh, a year and a half later, they start these hearings to try to condemn what uh, has happened. And, and I would think in a lot of cases, regardless of how you feel about January 6, 2021, I think a large part of the people that were there were just sick and tired of what's going on and uh, felt as though people should know about it, especially people in Washington, D.C. Well, when you see all the rigging that goes on, and they've produced it, they produced it in Arizona, Wisconsin. I mean, in the middle of the night, Trump had a massive lead, and then they shut everything down for a couple hours. We see video of them taking ballots out from under tables, really. And they're saying, oh, well, nothing uh, nothing to see here, like the Wizard of Oz. Don't look behind the, the screen. Right. Uh, and you talked about locally, that other place, which will go unnamed. Uh, <laughs> they don't want to let other people have the, uh, just hear it. Because here's, here's the thing. If you put that on and it's successful, and you know who I'm talking about, and the people like it, we aren't idiots. In fact, I have heard the callers on that other place, and I think they're pretty smart. Yeah. And they're not idiots. And if you just put it out there, and if he's putting out garbage and they don't like it, it isn't going to last long. Mm-hmm. And you, you have shows like Rush Limbaugh, which are massively successful. Uh, Mark Levine, who does real well. And you have others that are, you know, do uh, you remember Air America with uh, Ann Richards and Mario Cuomo and oh, Al yeah. Franken? And they spent like... 600 million and they fell on their keisters i mean they went bankrupt yeah the american people we got it going on we're not idiots we're 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 intelligent we know about the constitution and we know what it says and you had that judge on earlier i would have thrown a curveball at him and i would have said i don't care what the legislature does as long as they're in compliance with the constitution of missouri and once they start writing all this legislation that isn't in the Constitution, they violated the law. We've got more law violations in this country right now. We've got more three-letter organizations, which are illegal as hell. 
They can't. They don't exist in the Constitution. And finally, a Supreme Court that said we can't rule on abortion because it's not in the Constitution. They didn't overturn abortion. They left it alone. Mm -hmm. They said this is a state's rights deal. That's what the Constitution says. Read the Tenth Amendment. And that's what I'd like to see is people like this judge who read the Constitution, federal and state. And if, a, if the legislature is going crazy and passing laws that they have no legal right to do, then strike it down. New York passed gun controls the day after the Supreme Court said your other gun controls are illegal, unconstitutional. Mm -hmm. What is wrong with these people? Well, they're not going to give up. They're communists and they're Marxists and they're trying to destroy the country. And when you put that out there and the public hears it, the public has the right to say, hmm, is there anything there there, or is this nonsense? Well, you can go a different direction, and I hope that different direction puts that other place right in the tank, because I can tell you this, I won't go to any of their, their advertisers. I'll boycott them all. You mean, uh, we'll see how that works out. I, I appreciate your phone call, and, uh, and thanks for joining us this morning, and, th and thank you for listening. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors about Key Radio, keyradio.live, our free phone apps, 89.3. You made a very interesting observation, sir, and that observation was that people are smart and people can think for themselves, and that is the whole problem. Your federal government doesn't want you to think for yourself. They don't want you to be personally responsible. They want to, as I said earlier, invade every facet of your life, so they come up with programs that offer money. People take that money, and what they... I guess if they don't realize it, and they probably should, I, I would think most people, as you said, are smart. But that money comes with strings attached. And whether it's money that they give to the states, whether it's money they give to individuals for various programs, I don't necessarily know. And I think in some cases, maybe there's people who can scam the system. But, for example, you know, the welfare system in this country you don't really see a whole lot of people, you know, driving big cars and being millionaires. They give these people just enough money to get by. They don't want to give them too much. They give them just enough to get by. They have rules and regulations and hoops that you have to jump through. But, you know, like anything else, when free money is offered, people are going to take it. And, again, with that free money, then you have... Uh, I guess, a responsibility to do what your government wants you to do. And that logic, that type of philosophy could be applied in a lot of different instances. But you touched on it, sir. You said that, you know, people in this country are smart and people in this country can make decisions on our own. That's why there was always the thought process of limited government. That's why... We didn't want our government to grow into what it is today. We didn't want to have all these additional arms and legs. What we wanted was a government that did some of the basic jobs, fulfilled some of the basic needs, and then let the people do what the people wanted to do. Uh, you know, they're regulating uh, small businesses uh, to the curb. They're infiltrating us with their EPA and the need for this Environmental Protection Agency uh, to come in and to tell us uh, what's right, what's wrong when it comes to a puddle of water. They look at this and they say, okay, uh, the Department of Education is saying, you know, parents don't need to be involved in their child's education. 
What they need to do is just stand back, get out of the way, and we'll take the education process and turn it into a social experiment. And as everyone likes to say, uh, education versus indoctrination. So that is the big problem. And when we run into these situations where we have a pandemic or a plandemic, don't think that there aren't some real issues under the surface that we're not being told about. As you said, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. And that is the whole problem with all of this. It is 9 o'clock on the Midwest Coast. I'm seeing, let's uh, double check, uh, but as far as they say here, that uh, it is 69 degrees. At one point, I had mentioned that it was 74. Maybe it went up and then came back down. We do have a heat advisory in effect for later on this morning and throughout the day. And we also, at 9 o'clock on the Midwest Coast, have news from Stacy Johnson and our friends at LakeExpo.com, our great media partners there, and our media partners at Lake TV with Chris Schneider, Uncle Chris. He's going to take a look at sports. And then we're going to bring him in, like I said, a voice that you have probably heard a few times on the radio. And we'll take care of business after we get to your information break. You are listening to The Daily Show on Key Radio. This is your radio station, Lake of the Ozarks, 89.3 KEYK. Osage Beach, Missouri, The Key. I'm Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Tuesday, July 26th. Three people were injured yesterday in a crash on Highway 50. Highway Patrol says 23-year-old Tyler Woods was driving when his vehicle crossed the center lane and collided head-on with another vehicle, driven by 60-year-old Anna Buchanan. Buchanan and Woods both sustained moderate injuries. 22-year-old Philip Bear sustained serious injuries. All were transported to Bothwell Hospital. A powerboat flipped near the 20-mile marker of Lake of the Ozarks on the morning of Sunday, July 23rd, and incredibly, the boat's single occupant walked away nearly unhurt. The boat reportedly hit a wake and flipped, breaking in half and sinking into the lake. The driver said he was happy to have worn his automatically inflating life jacket. Election Day is a week away with ballots to be cast on Tuesday, August 2nd. Information about polling locations can be found on local county clerks' websites and voter registration can be checked at the Missouri Secretary of State. Candidate Q&As will be posted later this week on LakeExpo.com. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at LakeExpo.com. Lake news, events, boating, and the lake life, LakeExpo.com. Portions of the programming on Key Radio are made possible through a generous donation from LakeExpo.com. LakeExpo.com is a locally owned daily news website connecting residents, second homeowners, visitors, and the boating community to the Lake of the Ozarks. Lake Expo features real estate and boats for sale, upcoming events at the lake, and their exclusive boating club, X-Toe. Download the free Lake Expo app on the App Store and Google Play. LakeExpo.com, the lake's trusted news source.
Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Tuesday. Here we go. Time for football. The Chiefs opening training camp today in St. Joe's. This makes a dozen straight years. The Chiefs will open in St. Joe's and get things going. They'll have a three-game preseason schedule. First preseason game is August 13th. That's a Saturday in Chicago. Then the next Saturday, the 20th, at home against Washington. And the final preseason game will be Thursday, August 25th, at home against the Packers. First game of the regular season is on September 11th on the road against the Cardinals. But it all starts today for the Chiefs in St. Joe. Cardinals had yesterday off. They're back at it in Toronto. A quick two-game series against the Blue Jays and the Redbirds going to be a little shorthanded they will not have All-Stars Goldschmidt and Arenado as well as catcher Austin Remind for their uh, series there against Toronto due to Canada's COVID vaccine mandates it is uh, not good for all the teams going in to play Toronto. As for the Royals, they opened a series against the Angels at home yesterday. Game two of that three-game series goes today. And NASCAR still clearing the air after Denny Hamlin was disqualified after winning the race at Pocono Sunday. Disqualified after the post-race inspection. KB is on TV. You got to see him. He's greatness. It's What's Burning with Kevin KB Burns, 7.02 a.m., 5.02 and 11.02 p.m. Lake TV bringing you five local lake area shows. It is absolute greatness. Lake TV offers you some amazing things on Facebook, too. Over 40,000 Facebook followers, so be sure you're one of them. You can see Lake TV on Como Channel 90, absolutely free on Roku. Just do a search for Lake TV. And streaming live 24 7 365 at mylaketv.com. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Tuesday. Portions of our programming on Key Radio made possible thanks to Lake TV. Lake TV is your hometown local TV station featuring Cup of Coffee with Will and Chris, What's Burning with KB, Live High School Sports, Real Estate, Dining, boating, and of course, the annual Lake of the Ozark shootout. Lake TV on Como Connect, Channel 90, Roku, YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram, and of course, online at MyLakeTV.com. If it's happening at the lake, it's happening on Lake TV. The Artichoke Heart is about peeling back the layers and getting to the heart of what really matters in life, parenting, faith, and wellness. You will find purposeful parenting topics, inspirational family stories, homeschool tips, book and game reviews, recipe and wellness posts, and so much more. Our three hosts are Ruth Harris, Maggie Butterfield, and Gretchen Peters. They can't wait to connect with you and share their hearts. Listen to The Artichoke Heart Wednesdays and Sundays at 6 a.m., 2 p.m., and 10 p.m. on Key Radio 89.3 FM. The goal of Key Radio is to offer the community an opportunity to share information and to express their ideas and opinions. Key Radio presents a platform for all types of information. We encourage interested content providers to create podcasts that explain the finer points of business, family issues, arts and entertainment, religion, government, and more. 
Key Radio is also looking for unique and one-of-a-kind podcasts as well. Key Radio is based on positive and productive podcasts that encourage and inspire our listeners to become engaged in their community. For more information on becoming a content provider, call 573-280-0532 or go to keygatheringplace.com slash keyradio. You're listening to 89.3, The Key. Part of the solution. Join the lake's only community radio station, 89.3, The Key. And we are back. Uh, looks like about 69, 70 comfy degrees here in beautiful downtown Osage Beach as we are broadcasting live from the world headquarters of SRG Financial Advisors. We are looking for uh, maybe some more rain later tonight. The best chance. Uh, of course, we had some move through earlier. They're getting pounded, or they were getting pounded in eastern parts of the state around the St. Louis area where they had 10 inches of rain. You know, you could have done it in such a way that maybe you just, you know, let it, a, a, a slow, steady rain would have been better than uh, just like 10 inches. Let's drop 10 inches on them in a couple of hours. You know, it had nowhere to go. 93, the expected high today. We're looking for the uh, potential for a heat advisory later this morning and uh, throughout the day. 71, the low tonight, uh, maybe some clouds moving in, and then as we get to the overnight hours, we could see some thunderstorms developing. We do have the chance for some morning showers and thunderstorms uh, tomorrow morning, 92 the high, 73 the low, thunderstorms and 85 on Thursday, cloudy and 80 on Friday, showers and 80 on Saturday, and then scattered thunderstorms on Sunday as we wrap up the month of August. Sunday's high of around 85 degrees. What's going on there at uh, good old Bagnell Dam? Well, the lake level at 659.86, river level at 551.83, and the surface water temp as of right now is 84 degrees. Sometimes you feel like a nut, sometimes you don't. And uh, the way things work around here, well, you get... uh, a lot of different views. You get a lot of different input. Uh, but uh, we thought we would reach out to a gentleman. As I said, you may have heard his voice a time or two on the radio. And it sounds a little something like this. Good morning, Lake of the Ozarks. JR. How you doing, buddy? Well, I'm extremely awesome. Mm-hmm. However, I am getting better. You are getting better. Mm-hmm. You are getting better. Feeling stronger every day, I believe, is the uh, name of that song. 
Do you think it'll ever stop raining? My gosh, it's like a monsoon. Uh, yeah. I would say that uh, we are long overdue for, for rain, but see, that's like everything. And so I guess then, uh, which is a topic that uh, Professor Paisley is going to tackle tomorrow in the 9 o'clock hour. By the way, Ike Skelton in the 8 o'clock hour, uh, Professor Jim Paisley in the 9 o'clock hour tomorrow morning on Key Radio. Uh, it just, you know, it, it, it really, I guess, gives these people that are talking about uh, climate change and the need to get all over this more... Uh, more fuel in the tank, which uh, I, when I talk, I guess fuel in the tank, maybe I should have said more power in the battery. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see on uh, Veritas, Project Veritas, mm-hmm. the um, video, at, they, they, these CNN people need to stop going out to lunch <laughs> because that's where they always get uh the hidden camera footage of mm. people. They're at the bar. <laughs> and this time they're talking about, so our job was to get Trump removed from office, which we did. So now we're on to climate change. So now we're going to start playing a lot more video of icebergs cracking off and, uh, you know, high temperatures. Polar bears uh, out there surfing on a piece of uh, yeah. ice that continues to get smaller and smaller. And the Project Veritas... Uh, person with the hidden cameras like so who who gives these directives they're like well zucker and you know he's got a committee and they're the ones that give us these talking points so i would say that at this particular point uh you, you really have to look at this from the standpoint of hypocrisy because so many of these people that are all about climate change are uh, jumping in their jets and flying all over the country to get together and all over the world to get together with uh, other people that are supposedly like-minded all the while, not at all concerned about uh, what it is they're doing and how they're doing it. And so I had heard that in order for every person in the United States to have an electric vehicle, uh, you're looking at uh, 95% of the cobalt resources available in the world. Really? Yeah. Uh, That's something that uh, Dan Garrett, who works here, had posted on social media. So in order to achieve the more perfect union, this <laughs> utopian society, we are going to have to uh, basically exhaust all of our resources in order to make it happen. All the while, uh, you've got these wind farms and solar farms, and there's nothing wrong with them. And I believe that you know, through uh, time we can transition into these things, but it's just not really kind of taken off like they wanted to. So now... I think you switch over from being in a position where it's about awareness. We want to make people aware of global warming and climate change. And then you start to realize, well, you know, people aren't buying into the to the formula. They're not drinking the Kool-Aid. So now we turn this into more of a blame game. And we get uh, people in the United States and around the world to start trying to apply pressure to various companies and agencies and organizations and just people like ourselves, like you, like me in general, that, uh, you know, really don't buy into all of this. And so uh, as we've seen in the past, it's very easy to tag someone. You give them the label or the tag uh, let's uh, just use racism as a, a good point. As soon as somebody is called a racist, how quickly do they pull back on what it is that they were charging forward with? I don't, you know, I'm not sure. 
So I don't agree with you that we're heading that way because it's terribly inefficient, ineffective. Mm -hmm. The landfills are filled with solar panels. They have a very finite shelf life. They're actually worse on our environment than just using petrochemicals in the first place. There will be new technology in that, but it needs to be developed organically by the free market, not by government fee, uh, directive, mm -hmm. in my estimation. So. Well, and, and, and I had and, mentioned that earlier in talking with the caller, that you know somebody had the great idea to make government this limited entity that doesn't have all the arms and legs that it has now, and that we're continuing to create more agencies, more alphabet soup, more bureaucracies. And the thing about it is, and Professor Paisley made a good point with this, you know, you've got... Uh, the alternative state versus the constitutional government. And so you get elected officials in place, and they have an idea of what they want to do. And rather than go through uh, the legislative aspect of it, they create all of these agencies. And you've got people who aren't elected running the show. They're making the rules. and uh, Fourth branch. Yeah, the fourth branch. And, and we don't even uh, have to abide by it. Or, well, we have to abide by it. But, uh, you know, we, we go to our legislators and we say, listen, this, this isn't right. You know, isn't it supposed to be we the people? And, and uh, for the most part, you know, yeah, oh, yeah, sure, it's supposed to be we the people. Uh, then why did you create this agency? Why did you bring something brand new to the table that we don't need? And uh, in, in a lot of cases, you've already got agencies that exist that could handle this, but we don't need them either. Government, by its very design, is designed to get larger. Mm -hmm. It's just the nature of the beast. It just does. It's it's not anybody's fault. It's just how it is. <laughs> it just it's designed to self-perpetuate. So that's why we have the fourth branch of government, and that's why there's a, an unelected column of people that have so much control over us. It's because it's just naturally how it works. Remember. A republic lasts 200 years on average. It grows out of control. Isn't that what Franklin said? It's a it's a republic if you can keep it. 573-633-5395 mm -hmm. if you want to chime in here this morning. Talk to our guest, J.R. I have a week. I have a week. A week's worth of stack here. <laughs> yeah, it looks like it. Yeah. Uh, what are some of the things that you have uh, in that stack? Well, one piece off the top here is the coming media blackout stack. And it's, it's from Verizon, Verizon Fios TV con, Contents website, and this is the language from Verizon Fios TV. We have been unable to reach an agreement with Herring Networks to continue carrying its programming, One American News, OAN, and a wealth of entertainment, AWE. Effective July 31, 22, we will no longer have the rights to provide this programming and it will be removed from the Fios TV lineup. Verizon remains committed to giving customers the ability to watch TV in ways built to meet their needs. However, we simply cannot agree to Herring Network's terms at this time. Please visit verizon.com slash OAN for a full list of impacted channels to learn more. Well, Dan Ball, the president of Herring Networks, went on. He's a red check on Twitter. He went on and posted this. Hashtag Verizon is lying to the American people. They never even attempted to reach a deal with us. This is all political and pure censorship, just like the direct TV BS, real Donald Trump. So, first of all, I need to do some... I have a question for you. You're having, you're having Ike in here and Ryan Bridges. Mm -hmm. Do you have to offer equal time to the other candidates? Absolutely. Well, I, 
I don't know necessarily that we have to offer equal time, but if there's someone who would like to come in and discuss their campaign, I don't care who it is. They're more than welcome to come in any time. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, 89.3 is in the education bandwidth. Yes, sir. By virtue of being below 90.0. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what rules apply in this band, <laughs> this, well, I mean, this FM band. Being a community radio station, uh, we operate... Uh, in some of the same realms as commercial radio, we can't air any political ads. Um, if you notice, there's no political ads because we've been asked constantly by a lot of the local candidates, even some of the candidates on the state level, you know, I'd like to run some political ads on your station. Well, we are forbidden by the FCC to run any type of political ad. But if you want to come in here and talk about your campaign, I mean, I've had a variety of different folks on, uh, Ike, Ryan, uh, Lydia Porter, we've had on Chris Franken, uh, you know, we had a number, Scott Rydell, Mark McCloskey, Eric Schmidt. Uh, you have Ike on every Rick week, though, right? Well, Ike and I don't necessarily focus on his campaign. We talk about issues that are important to uh, the area and important uh, probably on the state, and then uh, to some degree on the national level, but we never sit around and, you know, talk Ike's campaign. At my last gig, we had Ike on every week, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And then 90 days out, we were told he couldn't be in anymore. Mm-hmm. So is that different here is my question. Uh, <laughs> you don't know. I've never Until heard Until I hear anyone. otherwise, I don't know. Well, yeah, and, and, and okay, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not playing dumb, but at the same time, you know, uh, Ike has been a regular guest on the program. Yes, he's running for political office, but we don't sit here and focus on any of the other candidates. We don't focus on any... Really, we don't talk a whole lot about any of the, 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 the local issues as far as some things that might be pertinent. Um, Ike brings a lot, of different, uh, uh, a lot of different perspectives about what's going on in the area, what's going on in the state. And he has offered up some, uh, some great guests uh, as well. I mean, we talked to a gentleman who is uh, uh, fighting the good fight as far as uh, education here in the state of Missouri. And they've got a group, I think they're based out of uh, Columbia, that is paying close attention to what they're doing in the state legislature in regards to things like critical race theory. And, 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 and some of the things that we're starting to see creep into the education system as far as, wow. Uh, Sorry. No, that's okay. It just was, that was a good sound. I didn't realize it'd be so loud. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, and, and, and talking about uh, some of the social experiments that they're trying to do with our kids, as we, you know, continue down the road, of parents aren't uh, necessary uh, for their ch- in, in order for their child to obtain an education. <laughs> and when the when, other thing is, is when your phone rings, you hear it like a telephone call. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I guess. Well, and, <laughs> well, that's something that they always wanted to do, and uh, you know, I, I think it's great because it, it obviously. Uh, let's me know that the phone is ringing. Let's everybody know. Stare, uh, stare at the. Uh, Stare at the phone all. all <laughs> Let's uh, everybody know. All hour. So. It's like, ding. Hello. Hi. There's like, oh, guess what? We have a call. Yeah. Something from the John Durham stack. How many subpoenas did Durham send out? 30 that said they were commanded to appear. What did Bannon just do? He set a precedent moving forward when Durham, Weiss, unseal more indictments and they issue subpoenas. Who has the upper hand? Think about the midterms when the Patriots take back Congress and start investigation and they issue subpoenas. What is going to happen if they don't show up? Mm. Bannon said he's more than happy to go to jail. 
Um, Bannon is a key player in this deal, in right. my estimation, right. by virtue of what happened. I think the point was to set a precedent. Rosie Memos um, tweeted this. Here's what the Democrats did when Eric Holder contempt vote happened. They walked out and called it skunktivity. Uh, Whip Clyburn said it was evil to use such a serious process for political aims. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve Bannon, we have we may have lost the battle here today, but we're not going to lose the war. I stand with President Trump and the Constitution. I will never back off that ever. So the, does this is from Just the News? Does Bannon contempt case open the door for GOP to compel? Hunter Biden testimony. Some think so. Tea Party Patriot Action Honorary Chair Jenny Beth Martin told Just the News, not noise, that prosecution of Bannon could set a precedent of using congressional committees to go after political enemies. Quote, yeah, I think they should be concerned about the kind of precedent that they're setting in. Imagine if a Republican controlled an oversight committee and called hunter biden to testify before congress and he refused and they held him or pursued contempt of congress charges for him this is what she said they just better be careful what they wish for so i think the whole steve bannon thing it looks like a loss Mm -hmm. just like whenever john durham had his trial in uh, dc in a really corrupt district and he, he was found not guilty it sets a precedent and so this is the same situation in my estimation is, yes, Bannon is taking one for the team, but it's it's going to play into our hand later on down the road. Isn't that fascinating? But is that really what we want to see happen as far as uh, the federal government is concerned and all of these people's coming up with these various committees and uh, just the the stagnation that has been created by all of this? I mean, this January 6th, 2021 committee that is dragging their feet looking for something, anything to spark curiosity and interest, when indeed I think it's wearing on the American public, and we're tired of it. Get to the point. If You, get, you know, that's what, like, uh, <laughs> if you ever watch Law & Order, and uh, there's the prosecutor and the defender, and the whoever attorney is standing up making some long spiel, and one of the attorneys will say, Your Honor, is there a question in here somewhere? <laughs> Yes. Is there a question in here somewhere? Is there a purpose in here somewhere? Is there a need for us to really sit here and focus and spend all the time that we're spending on it? Seriously. Julie Kelly tweeted this. Follow the com- the committee hasn't interviewed, one, Nazi Pelosi or her staff, two, mm-hmm. the turtle or his staff, three, Muriel Bowser of Shanana or her staff, FBI Director Chris Ray. These are the people in charge of security of, of D.C., right. and they're not even been uh, brought in to testify on the January 6th com- uh, unselect committee hearings. She asks, why not? Yeah. Well, that's a rhetorical question, Sweeney. Let's take a phone call. Caller, are you with us? Good. Well, you leave the door open, the cattle drag in anything on it. Yeah, they, they lock the door here. Yes, we have a lock on the door, a big lock on the door. Well, what do you do, crawl through a window? I'm, I'm slim like that, uh, yes. Under, under. Could, hey, yeah, slim mentally. Um, Bannon may lead the way. He may start something that people don't realize. If we could get a couple of the governors to follow his suit and say, Department of Education is illegal, EPA is illegal, FAA is illegal, DOT is illegal, FERC is illegal, nothing in the Constitution. Get out of here. We're nullifying you, and we're done. 
what would they do then? Well, let's hope that's where this is going. That takes us back to what KB said a minute ago. Is this what you want? Well, no, this is not the government we envision, but they're giving us the opportunity to use it against them. We'll play by their rules for a little bit here and, 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 and get rid of them, trap them, dump them once and for all. I, you know, and, and I agree with that uh, scenario. Let's not rush to judgment. Let's sit back. Let's see where this goes. And maybe then you figure out how you can utilize it for your own purposes. But at the same time, is this really where we want to go with all of this? Do we want to be constantly deadlocked in committees and uh, parading people across uh, in front of committees to testify for one group or another? Or do we want uh, these legislators who our elected officials to do what they were sent there to do in the first place, and that's run this country to a degree. And, you know, I, again, look at this and I think, well, here we are. I mean, first it was, you know, Mueller, and uh, then it was, uh, how many how many different committee hearings have we heard from, and, and, and what are these people doing to really, uh, well, I, I can't be on your committee anymore. Why is that? Well, it's time for uh, re-election. And so I got to get off the committee, and I've got to go back home, and I got to start knocking on doors or going to the uh, Kiwanis Club and, and talking to those folks. And similar to what we're going to have happening uh, tomorrow in the area, but what is what is the true nature of of all of this? And 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 do, do we want the back and forth, or is it starting to just get ridiculous to the point of you know? I understand there's it's like when the major league baseball players had to go before Congress to talk about steroid use. Was that really something that Congress needed to deal with? Absolutely not. We're not starting to get sick of it. We were sick of it from the beginning. Yeah. The phoniness is just astonishing. They they did nothing while their side burnt down cities, to, causing $2 billion oh, sure, of damage, sure. people dying and everything else. Nothing quiet, silence, crickets. That's why we call these people the brown shorts, and they have control of D.C. right now. Yeah. 929 is our time, and I mentioned the fact that uh, we've got some folks coming to the area. Vicki Hartzler will be in town uh, tomorrow, 10 a.m., Orshelin parking lot off of Highway 54 in Camdenton. Eric Schmidt in town from noon until 1 tomorrow uh, at Ozark Distillery and Brewery on Highway KK in Osage Beach. You going to be out there uh, to uh, shake and howdy with any of these? <laughs> no, sorry. No, no. I'm going to miss out on that you one. You got work to do? <laughs> Bombshell report from the Washington Examiner. Two men who held key positions at nonprofit groups that were found liable in a Hamas terror financing scheme helped organize campaign fundraising events for Representative Rashida Talib mm-hmm. in 2018. Imagine that. I know. Shocking, right? That we have terrorists in our government, on, on one side of the aisle at least. And uh, it looks like it's getting worse. It is 9.30. We need to step aside. We'll take an information break here at the bottom of the hour. Stacy Johnson from LakeExpo.com, Chris Schneider from Lake TV, and your phone calls welcome. We'll talk more with... JR on the other side of our information break, right here on The Daily Show on Key Radio. I'm 
Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Tuesday, July 26th. Three people were injured yesterday in a crash on Highway 50. Highway Patrol says 23-year-old Tyler Woods was driving when his vehicle crossed the center lane and collided head-on with another vehicle, driven by 60-year-old Anna Buchanan. Buchanan and Woods both sustained moderate injuries. 22-year-old Philip Bear sustained serious injuries. All were transported to Bothwell Hospital. A powerboat flipped near the 20-mile marker of Lake of the Ozarks on the morning of Sunday, July 23rd, and incredibly, the boat's single occupant walked away nearly unhurt. The boat reportedly hit a wake and flipped, breaking in half and sinking into the lake. The driver said he was happy to have worn his automatically inflating life jacket. Election Day is a week away with ballots to be cast on Tuesday, August 2nd. Information about polling locations can be found on local county clerks' websites and voter registration can be checked at the Missouri Secretary of State. Candidate Q&As will be posted later this week on LakeExpo.com. This has been your Lake Expo News Cut. All this news and more at LakeExpo.com. Lake news events, boating, and the lake life, LakeExpo.com. Join 89.3 The Key for the BS Nation, featuring Matt Burns and Ike Skelton. Bring in people who are influential in the community and focus mostly on state or local, and that's really what that's what we wanted to do. Ike and Matt will address local and state issues and how they affect the lake area. It's up to the listener to take it in how they want to take it in. It's the BS Nation, Mondays and Saturdays at 10 a.m., 6 p.m., and 2 a.m. on 89.3 The Key. Radio Lake TV sports update for this Tuesday. Here we go. Time for football. The Chiefs opening training camp today in St. Joe's. This makes a dozen straight years. The Chiefs will open in St. Joe's and get things going. They'll have a three-game preseason schedule. First preseason game is August 13th. That's a Saturday in Chicago. Then the next Saturday, the 20th, at home against Washington. And the final preseason game will be Thursday, August 25th at home against the Packers. First game of the regular season is on September 11th on the road against the Cardinals, but it all starts today for the Chiefs in St. Joe. Cardinals had yesterday off. They're back at it in Toronto, a quick two-game series against the Blue Jays, and the Redbirds going to be a little shorthanded. They will not have All-Stars Goldschmidt and Arenado, as well as catcher Austin Romine for their uh, series there against Toronto due to Canada's COVID vaccine mandates. It is uh, not good for all the teams going in to play Toronto. As for the Royals, they opened a series against the Angels at home yesterday. Game two of that three-game series goes today. And NASCAR still clearing the air after Denny Hamlin was disqualified after winning the race at Pocono Sunday. Disqualified after the post-race inspection. KB is on TV. You got to see him. He's greatness. It's What's Burning with Kevin KB Burns, 7.02 a.m., 5.02 and 11.02 p.m. Lake TV bringing you five local lake area shows. It is absolute greatness. Lake TV offers you some amazing things on Facebook, too. Over 40,000 Facebook followers, so be sure you're one of them. You can see Lake TV on Como Channel 90, absolutely free on Roku. Just do a search for Lake TV. 
TV and streaming live 24-7-365 at MyLakeTV.com. I'm Chris Schneider with your Key Radio Lake TV sports update for this Tuesday. Join 89.3 The Key for the True History Professor program featuring Professor Jim Paisley. The national media now is kind of taking advantage of people. They hit you with a, you know, a big headline, and then they don't give you any information behind it. There's no context to it. Problem. And so what I'm going to try and do, uh, you know, on a weekly basis with the show is to try and share with you what, what were the events, what are the things behind the scenes here, what, what led to this. Professor Paisley takes a look back at history and how it relates to present day events. But we take it on face value without having any knowledge of why it well it's because the news told us join professor jim paisley thursdays and saturdays at 6 a.m 2 p.m and 10 p.m for the true history professor program on 89.3 the key I'm Bill Munhausen for Orion Center. Why are there so many different interpretations of scripture and theology? The Apostle Paul wrote to the early church in Philippians 2.2 saying, Make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other and working together with one mind and purpose. Nevertheless, Christians disagree over basic Bible teachings about creation, the nature of God, and prophecies regarding the last days. I just read one scholar's opinion blaming our disagreements on lack of true faith, poor teaching in the church, and corruption by the world. Basically, negative things. Let me instead offer a positive reason. Christians think for themselves about their faith. We are called to study the word and ponder what it means, and that leads to subtle disagreement. Nevertheless, we agree in our commitment to Jesus Christ. The many interpretations of scripture divides the church at a time when we need unity more than ever. Thankfully, you can fix this. Set aside your theories and favorite teachers and read the Bible for clarity. Key Radio wants to help our community by offering a platform for all groups and organizations to share their message. If you have a pre-recorded public service announcement talking about who you are and what you do, email it to kbsfree65 at gmail.com. Rotary clubs, veterans groups, animal shelters, fundraising organizations, and more are all welcome to send us their pre-recorded message. Key Radio reserves the right to deny or accept any PSAs received. It's your daily dose of news, sports, weather, and more with KB on The Daily Show. Weekdays starting at 8 a.m., heard again at 4 p.m., and again at midnight on 89.3 The Key. It is 9.37. Again, a uh, quick programming update. We'll be uh, talking it over with uh, Ike Skelton tomorrow morning in the 8 o'clock hour, Professor Jim Paisley, who will make his home here on Key Radio in the 9 o'clock hour. On Thursday, Mindy Sales will join me, as well as Danny Ellison. We had hoped to have Danny here, but uh, Danny is experiencing some mechanical issues with his vehicle, <laughs> so it doesn't look as though... Have you ever seen his vehicle? What's, what's funny about that? <laughs> I don't know, just things. The way I said that? <laughs> just things. I mean, he's a redneck. Of course he's going to have car trouble. And, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. But have you ever seen his vehicle? <laughs> no. He can go just about anywhere and set up shop. He doesn't need electricity because he has solar panels on his vehicle. And and Danny, uh, he is probably one of the smartest people as far as being like an electrical engineer. He knows all that stuff. So he has modified his vehicle so that he can literally go anywhere and, you know, park in a truck stop or an RV park 
and just set up shop. His solar panels charge all the batteries, so he has uh, Wi-Fi, he has uh, AC, he has all the things. It's kind of like an RV on a much smaller scale. And he's taking it with him when he leaves here next month. Mm -hmm. Well, he was supposed to get in town, and then he started having some issues last week, and things haven't been uh, things haven't been as he had hoped. And so maybe on his way back through, we'll try to get him back here again. Nine thirty-eight is our time. They say that we have some rain in the area, and uh, maybe a little bit of light rain, certainly, but uh, nothing uh, of any real significance. Uh, Ninety-three, the high heat advisory for later today, later this morning. Which, uh, I guess, okay, you know what to do. You know the drill. So just uh, go out there and take care of yourself. 71 the low. Maybe some uh, showers and thunderstorms developing uh, later tonight in the early morning hours. Looking at uh, the possibility of some rain tomorrow. And on Thursday and uh, maybe Saturday as well. And actually some more comfortable temperatures. Low to mid 80s through the period into the weekend uh, we've got 92 on the docket for tomorrow but then we'll get into the mid to our low to mid 80s I should say 939 phone lines open 573-633-5395 if you would like to uh, discuss what we're talking about maybe you've got a topic of your own I want to thank everybody for tuning in this morning uh, if you found us I know sometimes 89.3 is hard to uh, listen to as we said it's down on the educational end of the dial and you can always listen online keyradio.live and our free apps for iphone and uh, android if you're having issues with the android app be patient folks we are working on that but the easiest way is to go to the app store or the google store depending on what type of phone you have type in key radio k-e-y-k and download the free app if you can. So what do you got there, Jr.? Well, I put K-E-Y-K mm -hmm. into my wife's phone this morning, and that's the best way. Because if you do key radio, there's like it's like the fourth or fifth or sixth one down okay. on, in the app store. But just K-E-Y-K. As far as the app. Right on top. All right. So there you go. Learn something new every day. She wanted to hear the show today. Yeah. I don't know why. I can understand that. Hi, Vicki. How are you? This takes us right into the, uh, 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 it's from the Poopery stack, Substack Electric Vehicles, headline from Zero Hedge, Ford plans to cut 8,000 jobs to help fund electric vehicle endeavors. Ford is planning to cut up to 8,000 jobs over the next few weeks in order to boost profits ahead of their foray into the electric vehicle market. According to Bloomberg, which cited people familiar with the plan, the job cuts will be concentrated within within Ford's relatively blue unit, which mm -hmm. produces internal combustion engine vehicles, or ICE vehicles, and will affect salaried operations throughout the company. So now these electric vehicles are cause, causing us jobs. From the, from the poopery stack, substack, brown shorts... <laughs> now it was brown shirts in in the days of uh, World War II. Mm -hmm. But we call them brown shorts here. An accomplice of murder. This is from the Gateway Pundit. Accomplice in murder of retired officer David Dorn, given probation and released on time served, as January six political protesters rot in prison for walking inside the U.S. Capitol. That was the subheadline. Retired St. Louis Police Captain David Dorn was murdered June 20 outside Lee's Pawn and Jewelry, North St. Louis City. You know where that is? Yes. Sure you do. The looters shot Dorn, then broke into the store and looted 
it as dozens of cars drove by on Martin Luther King Jr. Drive. David Dorn was 77 years old and he was gunned down by looters. He lay outside the store bleeding as his death was captured on Facebook Live earlier this week. Stephen Cannon, or could be Stephen Cannon, was found guilty of killing retired Officer Dorn. A second suspect, Mark Jackson, had his charges suspended this week. Jackson had been charged with second-degree murder, but had his charges dropped. He was put on probation and released on time served. Mark Jackson testified against Cannon. So that is why. Poop restack, substack, Second Amendment. This is a tweet from Plugs Robin at Brandon. How many more mass shootings do we need to see where the shooter is 17 or 18 years old and able to get their hands on a weapon to go on a killing spree? The Safer Communities Act requires young people under 21 to undergo enhanced background checks before purchasing a gun. Conservative Treehouse put this on their website and then commented as follows. Joe Biden promotes enhanced background check for all firearm purchases under age 21. The irony is, this is the same person and political part that support the, quote, transition of young people to include the removal of their genitals without parental notification or any enhanced psychological stability check. Wow. Who would want that? (laughs) Oh, no. I mean, you've obviously got somebody... And this is the problem, and this is where it starts, and this is why we as parents need to take a more active role in our child's education to find out just exactly what they're talking to these kids about and planting the seeds in their young minds that are so very impressionable. What is it, uh, what do they say, what's the age where a child really starts to be able to have the cognitive thinking process necessary in order to make decisions? It's certainly not four, five, six years old. So let's fill them with a bunch of uh, knowledge that maybe they take home and talk to their parents about. Maybe they don't. Maybe the school says, uh, you know, it's not important to include your parents in this discussion. Maybe little Johnny says, well, I have to go home and talk to my mommy or uh, says something along the lines of, uh, uh, you know, mommy needs to know about this, whatever. And the school says, well, no, just, you know, let us, we'll, we'll handle it. We'll take care of it for you. Don't worry. It's like the school up in Columbia that allows kids, if they feel like wearing uh, girls' clothes, they can do it. If they feel like wearing boys' clothes, they Not can do it. Not only that, they, they built them tell... a closet so they can well, change well, when they of get course. to school. You don't want to change right out there in the open. I mean, even though in this day and age, it's okay for uh, a guy who thinks he's a girl to uh, be in the girls' locker room with the rest of the girls, even though the girls feel uncomfortable, that doesn't make any difference. I take solace in knowing that our our nation will not tolerate this brain damage. This is going to go on for so long, but it won't go on forever. This is this has got a shelf life, KB. This, what is uh, this brain? I don't know what you call it, mental yeah. disability that we're experiencing. Well, what is it? What what event? What point do you think that this will end? When every parent says, "That's it. I'm homeschooling my kid. No more." And you know, where are we? Uh, because last time I checked, uh, it seems like every year homeschooling numbers go up. And mm-hmm. up and up and up. Darn so right. what is the next thing to happen? Well, if you're pulling your kid out of school and you're homeschooling them, the Department of Education says, oh, no, you don't. Not unless you meet all of these qualifications. And so rather than, you know, maybe a handful, you got a laundry list of 30 or 40. Uh, you have to take certain classes. You have to, uh, uh, you don't necessarily need certification, but you have to have something that says, 
you've been through this program and, you know, we don't want just, you know, me or you or somebody uh, teaching kids what we think is right. We don't want people teaching our children or, or, or we don't want to teach our children the, or they don't want us teaching our children about personal responsibility uh, to own up to what you do and how you do it. And there's consequences for your actions. I don't know the answer to that. I know that Americans, generally speaking, we're pretty much live and let live, and yeah. we'll put up, we'll tolerate a lot. But eventually, there comes a point where we're like, okay, that's enough, and we finally get up and go to go to work on it. Like World War II, we finally <laughs> finally join the fight. <laughs> yeah, but it took somebody poking the bear in order for that to happen, or else, uh, how do you think this would have turned out? How much longer do you think the United States would have sat on the sidelines? In order, and and you know, then there are those people who said that this was intentional, uh, and I don't know whatever theory you subscribe to, but what would it have taken for the United States to really get actively involved? Would we have eventually come around, seeing as though uh, you know some of our allies were suffering? Certainly, what was going going on over in in Britain, uh, and and how you know there was that uh, relationship between Churchill and and Roosevelt. I don't know that it was the best of relationships. But, uh, you know, and then you're, you're constantly eyeing what was going on in Russia and, uh, and Stalin. And, you know, do we allow uh, the Russians to get a leg up on us at this particular point? It was war, so uh, that certainly makes for strange bedfellows. <laughs> Listen to this. This is from, I'm still in the poopery stack. This is the Substack Kids. And that last one out of 2A kind of puts us right into it. Mm-hmm. Depression, this is from the Daily Mail dot co dot uk says depression is not caused by low serotonin levels a study cast doubt over widespread use of potent drugs designed to treat chemical imbalance in brain experts reviewed 17 analysis of serotonin and its relationship to depression they said they found no evidence of a link casting doubt on antidepressant use other experts say the drugs work even if low serotonin doesn't cause depression depression sufferers have been urged to still continue taking their medication, low serotonin levels do not cause depression, according to a major review. Today's landmark findings call into question society's ever-growing reliance on antidepressants like Prozac. So whenever they look at these kids that shoot up all these schools, they usually, it's like 97, 98% of them mm-hmm. are on some sort of medif- medication. Thanks, Big Pharma. <laughs> <laughs> Same stack from the thedailycaller.com. Maryland's schools guidance uh, guidelines claim kids have a right to keep in-school gender identities private. A Maryland public school district asserts kids have the right to keep their in-school gender identities private from parents, according to Montgomery County Public Schools guidelines for students' gender identity. The guidelines vow to, quote, respect the right of students to keep their gender identity or transgender status private and confidential, including parents who do not affirm their child's perceived gender identity when building a gender support plan. Educators are told to work with the student's family only if the family is supportive of the student and their perceived identity, according to the district's guidance. Educators are told not to contact a student's parents Mm -hmm. or guardian until they speak with the student to ascertain the level of support the student either receives or anticipates receiving from home. In some cases, transgender and gender nonconformity students may not openly express their gender identity at home because of safety concerns or lack of acceptance, the guidance states. This reminds me of something I saw yesterday where they're 
uh, is it Funk and Wagnalls? <laughs> I don't know who the dictionary printers are these days, but they changed the, the definition of girl mm-hmm. from a young woman to somebody who identifies as a female. So that means it could be you or I if we were having, you know, a moment <laughs> like Lord. that. Listen to this one, KB, one more out mm-hmm. of the stack, please. This is from thepostmillennial.com. Over 180 educators face charges for child sex crimes so far in 2022. Over 180 educators in grades K through 12 have been arrested on charges relating to child sex crimes in 2022 alone. The charges faced by four principals, among others, range from actually raping children to child pornography. One teacher in June received a 50-year sentence for sexually assaulting a 7-year-old student and then conspiring to kill him. In total, there were four principals, 153 teachers, 12 teachers' aides, 12 substitute teachers, Fox reports. So now, not only are we trying to uh, use our children as part of a social experiment, now they are being uh, utilized to uh, uh, to get... It's, it's inexplicable. You, you can't find the words, can you? It's yeah. because we're dealing with sick people. Let's go to the phones. We've uh, got a couple of callers online. Caller, uh, I've got uh, one of you on with us here on The Daily Show, and uh, that is you. Go right ahead. Good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Uh, good to hear you, JR. KB, it's good to hear you too, brother. It's been a while. Thanks, man. I'm glad to find uh, Glad to find you. I uh, wonder if either of you watched the uh, forum that was on the uh, on last night. I did. It was on Lake TV, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it was very, very telling. It uh, uh, the judge can't. It's clear to see who's who's local and who the carpetbaggers are. And it it also I don't know if that was a scripted deal last night, but the two carpetbaggers looked like they were prepared for every question, knowing what the question was. And um, and there's just one other thing. The carpetbagger on the far uh, the far right um, has also been engaged in some nefarious activities regarding a a, a lottery or something like that. A lottery or a raffle, a raffle or something like that. But, yeah, that clearly clearly states uh, what he's up to is illegal. And there's a great article, Bill uh, Bill uh, Moppin, uh, not Mundhaus. Moppin, Moppin, yeah, Moppin. Moppin. He, uh, Dave Moppin, right? right. Sorry, I, he slipped. I'm a little, mad. but uh, um, yeah, he put out a really good article called "The Gadfly" or something like that, and um, I encourage everyone to look that up and read about that. And then just really, 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 um, you know, there's going to be another uh, thing on tonight. I'm going to begrudgingly put it on because <laughs> I'm boycotting that whole situation, but I am going to watch it. And I just really, I know everyone that's listening to this, has, their minds are probably already made up, but. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, give them a ride to the uh, to the to the to the polls on Tuesday, a week from today, and let's get this stuff right. And Jr., I really appreciate you spending your own money on uh, trying to get this right over here, brother. Thank you guys very much, and I hope to uh, I hope Key Radio takes a rocket ship to the moon. Thanks for the phone call this morning, and I appreciate your enthusiasm. I too share that uh, very same enthusiasm. I would say that. Um, uh, you're talking about Dave Maupin and his blog, Among the Dogwoods. Let's uh, take another phone call. Caller, thank you for holding on. You are on The Daily Show. Good morning. 
Uh, some of the things that you were talking about before the previous caller with all the problems with the drugs they're trying to put down in our bodies and uh, what's going on in the schools and whatnot. When you look at the Great Reset, what the extreme uh, socialists and extreme communists have planned for us as far as how they're going to, uh, you know, virtually destroy the United States and turn our youth into a bunch of confused kids and not knowing which way is up or down or, or what sex goes with which body, uh, you know, just softening the curriculum at the schools at the same time and turning the country into a bunch of uh, idiots, you know. And it's so easy for them to, you know, in the case of poisoning the great chunk of the population, uh, they talk about reducing the population is absolutely mandatory for saving the planet from climate change. But they're, what their really goal is is to eliminate enough of us to make us more manageable uh, by them. I uh, wonder when you put all those factors together, you come up with something that's very frightening, and I thought I'd ask your opinion on that. We have enemies within. <laughs> our framers, I'm sorry, our founders told us, you know, they, they talked a lot about enemies within and enemies without, and I I suspect we never really expected to have these enemies within, but I... I suppose after we saw how we kicked bottom in World War II, they realized they could not take us, overtake the United States from the outside. It would have to come from the inside to eat us out like a cancer, as you are witnessing. Like uh, all of our oaths that uh, you take for public service or uh, the military, it's both foreign and domestic, mm -hmm. you know, enemies of our Constitution. And I find it so fascinating that the so-called conservatives that we elect to go in and do exactly that are, like, totally unable to bring out those words that we have domestic uh, enemies of the state totally embedded in our government. Uh, the squad, for example. Mm -hmm. You know, you look at the, the push for uh, Joe Biden to uh, accommodate Iran any way possible. Who is pushing that but the other people uh, that hold power? Like in the case of uh, AOC, you know, the uh, Justice Democrats, the uh, what they call him, the Young Turk. Uh, he abandoned his television program to go into organize, 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 and and have people audition for for the them to run as a congressional candidate. And you saw AOC with her dancing routine and whatnot that got her picked for that particular seat. And their goal is, as radical Muslims, to destroy the country. And yet it's almost uh, uh, a radical something or other for you to say that out in public. Yeah. You know, the mass censorship. And we fall for it. Yeah. We allow them to set the standards by, what, uh, by which we must help them destroy the country. And it's just totally bizarre, upside-down situation. Hey, Herb, while we got you on the phone, I had a question for you regarding uh, some feedback. Did you hear the last caller? Yes. 
Did you hear him mention my ad I'm running all over the place? Yes, I did. What is and your, I've heard your ad all over the place. What do you place. think of it? Because I woke up with it within my head. I just had to write it down super fast because I woke up with it Tuesday morning. Quickly. Uh, very effective when you identify who you are and you're putting your own money in it and you wrote it yourself and that's you speaking it. I always thought if I said, hey, if anybody who believes anything and things I have to say, I support Ike Skelton. All right, I'm going to have to let you go, Herb, because we are just about up against the clock. But I do appreciate uh, you chiming in, and I do appreciate all our phone calls this morning. And folks, get used to it, because this is a good place for the uh, discussion to happen. And uh, as far as you are concerned, young man, thank you very much for your time. Uh, you are not obligated, but, uh, you know, get a hold of me once in a while. We'll, uh, I, I, I know you've got uh, things going on and maybe you just got a little bit more elbow room now but uh, when you feel like you got something on your chest you want to get off your chest come on over and say howdy thank you mr burns thank you mr jr we appreciate it and uh, uh, also again uh, a reminder we've got uh, some great programming coming up following the daily show as a matter of fact john williams with the missouri liberty report and we were set to have john on back in uh, well actually earlier this month uh, but we hope to get him back on in the month of August to talk more. He focuses a lot on the state issues, so we'll uh, hopefully get John on here very shortly. Money for the rest of us, nature, schoolhouse rocked, which if you are, uh, as we talked earlier about homeschooling, a uh, great program for you to listen into and uh, maybe even get a hold of the host. Uh, some of these folks, I've tried to get a hold of them. 